and welcome to the 31st episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. And we're also on Twitter at Food and Fright, or contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com, or visit our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. Before we begin, just a quick reminder, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. And also I have a couple of retractions. So last week I referred to the episode Annabelle Comes Home as episode 31. It was actually episode 30, and this is episode 31. And also last week I should have mentioned another film as part of the Conjuring franchise. I did not count the curse of uh, La Llorona as part of the franchise, It wasn't marketed as part of the Conjuring franchise, but they did insert a few scenes in there to make it part of the franchise. So I'll review that at a later date. Um, It's similar to Cloverfield Paradox in that the story really has nothing to do with the franchise, but they just inserted a couple of scenes in there, which uh, to me doesn't work, but I'll cover that at another date. Uh, Today, we are doing what's called a single serving size episode, and that's a standalone movie, something that's not part of a large franchise, which is what I typically cover in this podcast. So this week, we're reviewing The Wicker Man, uh, both the original and the remake with Nicolas Cage. So the original Wicker Man was from 1973. It was loosely based on a 1967 book by David Penner called Ritual and directed by Robin Hardy, screenwriter Anthony Schaefer, producer Peter Schnell, starring Sir Christopher Lee as Lord Summer Isle, Edward Woodward as Sergeant Neil Howey, Britt Eklund as Willow, the daughter of Lord Summer Isle, Diane Salento as Miss Rose, and Ingrid Pitt as the librarian. So that was the first one. The remake, which is also named The Wicker Man, was released in 2006. That was directed and screenplay by Neil LaBute, produced and starring Nicolas Cage. Also starring Ellen Bierst as Sister Summer's Isle, Kate Behan as Willow, Lily Sobeski as Sister Honey, Diane Delaney as Sister Beach, Francis Conroy as Dr. Moss, and Molly Parker as Sister Rose. There's also a third movie called The Wicker Tree that was released in 2011. That's considered a spiritual sequel to the original. It was again directed by Hardy and Christopher Lee makes a cameo. I did not see that movie yet. Hopefully I will see it soon. Um, It didn't get very good reviews from what I saw. Where to watch these movies? The original is available for $4 on YouTube, um, iTunes, Google Play, or Vudu. The 2006 version is available for HBO subscribers on Amazon, or it's available for $3 in the usual spots. Rotten Tomatoes scores. 
Wicker Man from 1973. Critics gave it an 88. Audiences gave it an 82. Wicker Man from 2006. Critics gave it a 15%. Audiences gave it a 17%. So obviously you can see a very, very big difference in those two movies. The plot. Um, it's not really that complicated. Uh, but first let's do uh, some music from the original Wicker Man. This is Corn Rigs. It was upon a llama's night when corn rigs are bonny. Beneath the moon's unclouded light I held a while to Annie. The time went by with careless heed Till tween the late and early With small persuasion she agreed To see me through the barley Corn rigs and barley rigs And corn rigs are bonny Among the rigs with Annie The sky was blue, the wind was still The moon was shining clearly Set her down with right goodwill Among the rigs of barley I kenned her heart was all my own I loved her most sincerely I kissed her o'er and o'er again Among the rigs of barley Corn rigs and barley rigs and Corn rigs are bonny I'll not forget that happy night Among the rigs with more about the music uh, in the trivia section, but that was one of the folk tunes from the 1973 movie. And the plot of that movie, like I said, is not very complicated. In the original, a police officer who is Sergeant Neil Howie gets an anonymous letter saying a girl is missing from the island of Summer Isle, which is off the coast of Scotland. He goes to investigate, and the islanders try to get him to leave by saying it's private property. He refuses to leave. They keep giving him the runaround. He keeps running around the island looking for the little girl who is named Rowan Morrison. Um, he still doesn't find her. He, after being there just a short time, he sees that the islanders are very free sexually. 
and they're fooling around in the yard. They're jumping naked over fires, all sorts of stuff. He is tempted by Willow, but he resists her, and that's because he is a staunch Christian and a virgin who is saving himself for marriage, and he's been engaged for two years. He runs around calling everyone heathens because of um, their beliefs, which don't mesh with his. And at, I think it's the halfway mark, it may be farther than that, he meets with the, um, what did you call him, owner, magistrate of the island, who is named Lord Summer Isle, and that's played by Christopher Lee. And he tells a police officer that they worship the old gods and that they're pagans. Um, and also he tells them that their apple crop, which is the island's livelihood, failed this year. So how he's again encouraged to leave before the May Day celebration, but he does not heed those warnings. Instead, he knocks someone over the head and steals their fool costume, and he joins a procession of all the islanders, which is led by Lord Summer Isle, and he's dressed in drag, so that's a very interesting visual. Um, and they, they have a procession, they head down to the sea, they make a sacrifice there, and then they're heading back up to someplace. And Howie thinks Rowan is going to be sacrificed to appease the gods and help the apple harvest. And he spots her and then grabs her and they run into the caves. And she leads him through the caves and then out through a hole in the top. And we think they've escaped, but nope, it's actually a trap. Neil Howie is the intended sacrifice instead of Rowan. And when he, when he comes out of the hole, everybody is there from the procession, and Lord Summer Isle says, you know, animals are okay sacrifices, children are okay sacrifices, but the right kind of adult is the best sacrifice, and that Neil fits all the requirements. He is a man who came of his own free will, he is a man who comes representing the law with the power of a king. He is a man who came as a virgin. And then Lord Summer Isle says, You will undergo death and rebirth, resurrection if you like. The rebirth, sadly, will not be yours, but that of the crops. So how he pleads for his life, he says, you know, this won't help the crops and they'll have to sacrifice somebody else next year. But they ignore him and shove him in this giant wicker man, hence the title of the movie, which is uh, made out of wood. And inside there are also other sacrifices, including a goat, uh, ducks, some other birds, things like that. So they set it on fire, and the islanders all sing and dance while it's going up in flames, and Howie's screaming and, and pleading with them to let him out, and then he's pleading to God and to Daniel to save him, and at some point he starts singing, you know, church songs, uh, and he knows that he's going to die and there's nothing he can do. Uh, in the end, he, you know, gets burned up, and then the final scene is that of the burning head of the wicker man, which crashes to the ground, and then the sun is setting over the ocean right behind that. So that's a very interesting scene at the end. Um, so, not a feel-good movie, for sure. Uh, the remake is plot is basically the same, but we'll talk about the differences um, in that in the trivia section. So, trivia from the first Wicker Man. 
Uh, Christopher Lee appeared in the movie for free, and he made himself available for any and all interviews, traveled around the country, and even offered to pay for critics to screen the movie. He said he took the part because he desperately wanted to get away from the Hammer Films' Dracula roles. He played the Count in, I think, nine times. And Lee said that Wicker Man was the best film he had ever been a part of. Um, and that's saying something, obviously, from coming from a person who's done, you know, all those Draculas. He was also in Star Wars. He was in Lord of the Rings. He's been in all sorts of things. Peter Cushing was offered the role of Howie, but turned it down due to scheduling conflicts. Michael York and David Hemmings were also considered. And besides the book Ritual, the movie is inspired by two things. One is an engraving called The Wicker Image from 19, I'm sorry, from 1676. And then secondly, James George Frazier's book The Golden Bough, which is about comparative mythology. Interestingly, none of the movie's scenes were actually shot on the island. Instead, many were shot along the coast of, of Scotland around Newton Stewart. And then the aerial shots are of the Isle of Skye in South Africa that are at the beginning and end. Howie's dying final speech was based on the dying words of Sir Walter Raleigh. And most Summer Isle residents are named after trees, flowers, or plants. And Woodward got his most famous role as the Equalizer. Uh, I think that started in 1985 due to this role. He ended up winning a Golden Globe in 1986. Um, the events of this film are supposed to take place between April 29th and May 1st, 1973. However, they actually filmed this in October and November of 72. So the blooming trees, there weren't any, of course, at that time. So the blooming trees were all brought in and manually placed by hand in the scenes. And it was very cold for the actors. They all froze. They had to put ice cubes in their mouth uh, to keep their breath from being seen on screen. So it wasn't uh, the best situation for them. Here's an interesting tidbit. Um, Rod Stewart, <coughs> excuse me, tried to block production because his then-girlfriend, Britt Eklund, appeared nude. And Britt Eklund was pregnant with her son, Nick, at the time, and so she would only agree to be filmed from the waist up. A body double named Lorraine Peters was used for the full body shots. However, there is still some controversy as to whether Eklund asked for this setup or if it was done without her knowledge. So it just depends on who you ask. Um, Eklund's voice was also dubbed by Scottish singer Annie Ross because she apparently couldn't do a passable Scottish accent. Director Robin Hardy did not choose his director of photography. The studio made him take on Harry Waxman, and they didn't like each other and had considerable fights during the filming. Lord Summer Isle's speech about living with animals is a paraphrase of a Walt Whitman poem. And here's an interesting cameo. Director Robin Hardy made a cameo as the preacher in the mainline church scene at the beginning before he goes to the island. 
There is now a music arts festival called the Wickerman Festival that's held in the same place where they filmed. So Dumfries and Galloway, Scotland. And at the end, they also burn a giant wicker man as a sacrifice to the festival gods. A 30-page script for a sequel was written by Anthony Schaefer, who was the original screenwriter in 1989, and it's called The Loathsome Lampton Worm. In it, Howie's rescued from the Wicker Man by mainland cops before he burns, and then they try to seek justice against the, pa- the pagans. So it pits the Christians against the pagan gods. There's also a dragon for some reason. Um, it was never published, but it became an illustrated companion book called The Wicker Man. Movie execs wanted the happier ending where Howie didn't die, but Hardy and Schaefer refused. And the studio also tried to bury the movie because they didn't like it, and that's why it never got a wide release. The music, as I said we would uh, talk about a little later, the music in this is by Paul Giovanni and Magnet, and Magnet is a band that was formed for this movie. Um, Many of the songs are actually folk tales that they sing. There are also several different versions of this movie. It was originally 103 minutes long, but it was never released that way, and apparently the extra footage has been lost over time. I heard something about the canisters being used as filler for a freeway. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, there's an 87-minute version that was released in theaters. I think that's the U.S. version. The director's cut is 92 minutes. Then there's an extended version, which is closest to the original. And there's a final cut that was released in 2013. So many, many different versions of this. The movie was originally released as a B-movie in a double feature after Don't Look Now, since, as I said, the studio didn't like it. Okay, differences between the two movies. In the original, the police officer is named Neil Howey, played by Edward Woodward. In the remake, he is named Edward Malice. So Edward, in honor of the director, and Malice says to whatever that means. Um, The missing girl was originally named Rowan Morrison, and in the remake is named Rowan Woodward. Again, homage to the original actor. Willow was originally Willow McGregor, and is Willow Woodward in the remake. In the original, apples were the main crop. It's honey in the remake, and in fact, in the remake, everything is honey-themed. Anywhere you look, there's something about bees or honey. The original story is about fundamentalist beliefs, both Christian and pagan, and the remake, for some reason, turns into... um, the residents are turned into a matriarchal society where the few men that are there are used for mating and are mute and are just really considered worker bees. I'm not sure why they made that change. In the original movie, the island is called Summer Isle. In the remake, it's called Summer's Isle. So they added an S there apparently because they thought it was easier for Americans to say. Um, I think Summer Isle is easy enough to say too. In the original, Summer Isle was off the coast of Scotland in the Hebrides, and in the remake, it's off the coast of Washington State. In the original, 
Howie is a devout Christian and a virgin, as we said. In comparison, Cage is not a virgin and is the ex-fiancé of Willow and actually turns out to be Rowan's father, which she tells him at some point that doesn't come as a surprise to anybody who actually watched the movie. In the original, Howie dons a full costume to join the procession, and in the remake, it's a bear costume. But you can still see his face, so I'm not sure what the point of that is. And it's kind of funny, Nicolas Cage running around in a bear costume. So, the 2006 remake, about 50% of the dialogue is word for word from the original. And the 2006 remake was a financial failure. It only grossed $38 million when it cost $40 million to make. Reviews were very bad. Um, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Robin Hardy, the director from the original, asked to have his name taken off the 2006 uh, movie because he didn't want to be associated with it in any way. Christopher Lee was also critical of the movie, and I th anybody that I've heard anything from regarding the remake um, who was in the original movie were critical of it. The remake got an F from CinemaScore. Winona Ryder turned down a role in this movie. Liam Neeson and Robert Carlyle were considered for the part of Edward. Kate Behan's name in Irish means beekeeper, so that's very appropriate. Um, let's see. Nicholas Cage objected to the criticism of the movie by saying that they meant for it to be a black comedy and that uh, they, they did that on purpose. I'm not sure I'm buying that. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a mess at certain points. There is also a different version of this movie that I did not see. Uh, there is an additional scene at the very end of the movie where James Franco is in a bar and Lily um, Sobieski comes in and uh, tries to hook up with him. And so that leads us to believe that uh, he's possibly going to be the sacrifice for the next year. That was not on the version I saw, which is the one from Google and HBO. Let's see. And we'll talk about the scenes from the remake in a few minutes. Oh, actually, let's, let's go over a couple of them now. So, the remake really isn't worth a look unless you view it as a comedy and then it's pretty funny because Nicolas Cage overacts so much. Um, it's painful to watch at times. This movie is also often listed as one of the worst horror remakes ever. And it's two particular scenes that are way over the top. And one of them involves him screaming, how did it get burned? And then the other one involves him screaming, the bees, my eyes. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? So you get an idea from that as to how the acting goes in this movie. Um, so imagine him screaming that, and there's this cage on his head, and these terrible CGI bees are buzzing around his head. So. Yeah, he is allergic to bees, I'll say that, but still. He's like a 
coke addict running around this island screaming all the time and punching women left and right. So it's, it's very strange. Why should you watch these movies? Well, the original is often listed as one of the best British horror movies. It has been referred to as the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Uh, awards include the Total Film Magazine lists it as the sixth greatest British film of all time. It won the 1978 Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. And the burning Wicker Man scene is number 45 on Bravo's list of scariest movie moments. It also has served as inspiration for several current, what you might call, uh, folk horror movies such as Apostle and Midsummer, and I'll go over those at another time. So that's why you should have watched the original movie. Notice I didn't say you should watch the remake, unless you want a good laugh. So recipes. I was trying to find some recipes that are particular to the Hebridean Islands uh, and not Scotland as a whole. Uh, it's also interesting to note here that many people on the islands uh, still speak Gaelic. I uh, think like at one, the 2001 census said 60% of the population still speaks Gaelic. Anyway, I found a few things. So there's a crab, panna, cotta, and because these are islands, there are obviously lots of recipes with seafood. That includes, you know, crab, lobster, other fish, mussels, etc. There is uh, oat cakes. There is something called cockaliki soup. There is venison sausages and apples. And then something that I've never had, um, it's called black pudding. And it's not actually pudding at all, it's pig's blood sausage. And it's called black because it looks black. Um, so it's actually sausage. So some people, I think in Northern Europe and the UK, really, really like this. I've never had it. Uh, the thought of it's kind of disgusting, but I might try it just to see if, uh, but I don't know where you could get around here. But that's one of the things that is specific to the area. And then at another time, we'll go over when we do another Scottish movie, um, haggis, uh, shepherd's pie, all of those kinds of things that are also particular to Scotland. So I'll put those uh, links to those recipes up for those items. And in conclusion, I would definitely say check out the original movie. Yes, it's a little dated. Yes, there are folk songs. Uh, the pacing is a little off, but I still really, really like it. Christopher Lee gives an excellent performance here. I think he's just, uh, his presence is uh, very compelling in everything that he's in. And as I said before, if you want to see a batshit crazy Nicolas Cage um, scream and run around, check out the second one for entertainment purposes only. Uh, you can tell from my comments that I'm not a big fan of Nicolas Cage, but... I would say if you really want to see something that Nicolas Cage is actually good in, which can't believe that said that in the same sentence, but um, check out Mandy instead. Mandy I really, really liked, and I think it lends to his kind of crazy, frenetic uh, acting. Uh, so I would say check out that movie if you want to see something that I think he's actually good in. So that's all I have for The Wicker Man for this week. Um... 
Hope you enjoyed that. Let me know if you watch the movies what you think. And we will see you back here next week uh, for another, probably, franchise. Thanks. <laughs>